This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we're talking about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Full Drive. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord. We don't half drive around here. We go all the way. Full torque? No, wait. Yeah. That's something else. <laughs> God. <laughs> Floor it! Oh, anyway, we are this week talking about Yokomono, and we are joined by our guest, the wonderful comic historian. Comic historian, thank you so much for joining us. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? I'm Benny. I'm the comic historian. That's mostly what people will know me as, but I also do manga historian, where I like to talk about manga, which is, I'm assuming, how I got on this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that that's a pretty good assumption to make. The best response would have been you guys going, wait, you have a second chin? <laughs> <laughs> Ivy just stole your bit. <laughs> You've heard of manga? Nobody's heard of that. No, it's such a niche, tiny thing, you know? Yeah. If you like manga, let me tell you about the world of anime. <gasps> Never heard of it. No, it's amazing. I recently just found like this really like obscure anime the other day called Dragon Ball Z. Like nobody's ever I've never heard of this before. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a little indie thing. I hear that it's lightly based on Journey to the West. Oh. But with big monkeys. So if you like big monkeys. Well, I'm very familiar with Journey to the big West. Big monkey. Yeah, big monkey. I had this phase on Shonen Flop like a year or two ago where I was just like, every single manga we read is just Journey to the West. Everything is Journey <laughs> to the West. This is all Journey to the West. Well, we did read the last Sayuki, which literally is Journey to the West. <laughs> Yeah, but One Piece's Journey to the West, Dragon Ball's Journey to the West, every other manga's Journey to the West. You don't need me to list them all. So it's really instead of, is this an isekai, it's now, is this Journey to the West, is the barometer of all series. Yeah. Are you just anything where they go to the West is a Journey to the West for you? Is that the plan at this point? If they talk about directions at any point. <laughs> <laughs> they have a main character who is strong, stupid, and eats a lot. So that's Shonen Jump. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> but that's me, Jordan. That's so Shonen Flop Journey to the West because I'm all of those things. Yes, pretty much. I also want to say, you know, who isn't stupid is Portal Man. So Portal Man, big thank you for recommending Comic Story as a guest on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Portal Man. I was actually going to ask how you guys even found me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we have a channel on our Discord where people suggest guests on the show and we always try and reach out to them. So no one else was available? Was that, is that basically how this came about? <laughs> uh, well, Manga Historian wasn't free, so we had oh, to... Oh, right. <laughs> the internet historian turned us down. Oh, uh, well, he's a little complicated after that H-Bomber video. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want him on the show anyway. Yeah, I had uh, the completionist on my two-message list, and I just uh, sure deleted oh, him no. from the list of people <laughs> I was going to reach out to. I hear he's available now. <laughs> God, yeah. Anyway, let's get into the manga details. So this is uh, Yoake Mono, and it is a portmanteau of Yoake, which means daybreak, and Kimono, which means beasts or beasts. And that is Kimono, K-E-M-O-N-O, -O, and not Kimono like the Japanese clothing. You know what I mean. It was written by Yusaku Shibata. Notable people they were an assistant for was this guy, another little indie comic writer named Ichiro Oda of like this obscure manga called One Piece. He was also an assistant for Ko. Hey, Hirokoshi again, indie comic, uh, My Hero Academia. His big hit, though, was Barrage, also known as Bulger the Warring Planets, <laughs> which we covered. And this really is the name of the series, Bulge. 
That is literally the name of the series. Uh, it was Bulge. And then when they translated it to English, they were like, no, we can't call it that. It's Barrage now. And then we, he also did Omegadaki Zoo. That's not on here anymore, probably because David can't pronounce it. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. I can't pronounce anything, so I just call people by what they look like. So we're, we're good to go if that's the case. <laughs> Is that why you call me handsome? Hey. Yes, that was, that was where that came from. I call him thick, but <laughs> next he worked for uh, Kazue Kato of Blue Exorcist, which is something I've heard of but never read. Yoshikazu Anami of Chin Piece, which is apparently an official One Piece spinoff about a guy who can stretch his dick. But that is also One Piece because, as we all know, Luffy can canonically stretch his dick. I was going to say, like, Luffy can also do that. So what happens when the two of them are fighting? I think the other guy is, like, at a severe disadvantage because all he can do is stretch his dick. Oda has established their redundant fruits like the Kilo Kilo and the Ton Ton fruit. So it's, you've got the one that turns only your penis into rubber. Look, it's been going for 20 plus years. There's going to be some repeats. I don't yeah. know. Can you just <laughs> like, imagine discovering that? Because like, you know, when they when they eat the fruit and they're not fully sure what it does. You know, you're <laughs> just you're going to the bathroom and he whips around real quick because somebody surprised him and it just reaches out. You know, like how do, how do you discover that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would talk more about it, but uh, that's a little X-rated for us. Uh, he also worked with uh, Yuya Kawada of Smokey BB, which I think was our last episode, David. It was, yeah. It was the thing we just covered. That's the episode I just listened to and discovered what I agreed to be on. Oh. I, oh, I, cool. <laughs> Hopefully I left a good impression. Well, I still showed up, didn't I? <laughs> oh, that's true. Next uh, was Yuta Tsukata of Tenmaku Cinema and Food Wars. Tenmaku Cinema is also an episode. Check that out. Masahiro Harikata. And to, oh, and to be clear, check out the episode, not Tenmaku Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Masahiro Hirakata, Rookie Police Woman Kiriko. Again, check the episode out, not Rookie Police Woman Kiriko. Notable people this guy had as an assistant was Daijiro Nanoe of, as we mentioned earlier, The Last Sayuki, Ipe Goto of Hi-Fi Cluster, one of the worst things we've ever fucking read on this show. Wow. Oh my God, that sucked. So I should read that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Kentaro Hidano of Super Smartphone, also a really shitty thing we read on this podcast. That one's hilariously bad. Though. <laughs> okay. In a really funny way. Listen to this manga premise, Benny, and tell me how cool this is. This guy gets a really, a really amazing soup, like smartphone. Are you done with the premise? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. It's so good. What you guys are making me realize is whenever I do comic books, everyone likes to argue that, you know, all manga is better than comics. And I'm like, guys, you don't read some of this stuff. No. And, and you're listening to things I've never heard of. So. <laughs> oh, the ones you've heard of are the better ones. That's what I try to explain. Like, if you've heard of it, it succeeded. Yes. <laughs> You're not reading the shitty ones because right. the shitty ones don't get translated. Survivorship bias. You ne you've never heard of them because they never came over to America because they sucked so bad. But there's a lot of them. Yeah, there are. <laughs> This guy's other works include Sahara, the Flower Samurai, ran for one volume in Jump Giga back in 2016. Zipman, which was actually our first episode ever. So yeah, that was a flop by definition. That was 2019 to 2020. According to this, it was your first episode and your 27th. We did a relook. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so every year we do, on our anniversary, we increment one, we do a re-review of the oldest series we haven't reviewed before, except for 
Robot laser beam because it was too long and racist, so we didn't want to reread Wait, it. Benny, 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 what yeah, is no, robot Jordan, laser beam? We don't beam have about? time to fucking go over what do you think robot laser beam is about? <laughs> I have to. We can cut it out, but I have to. What do I think robot laser beam is? Yeah. I would assume a robot with a laser beam is Wrong, it's about golf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's like, have you guys seen that meme where it's like the kid and his like veins and stuff are popping and it's like Jordan when he's gone five minutes without asking someone what robot laser beam stands for? It's so funny. <laughs> okay. I fucking love doing that because everyone's wrong. You would never guess it. It's always wrong. When I clicked your episode for Smokey BB, I wasn't expecting baseball, but neither were we. <laughs> Like barbecue, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> That's the sequel, Smokey BBQ. <laughs> Sky also did some manga about Dragon Quest, whatever. But we're just talking about that. We're talking about Yoakamono. Ran from July 19th, 2014 to November 10th, 2014. It replaced Stealth Symphony, another episode. One of the manga with like the craziest endings we've ever read. And the series that replaced it was School Judgment, a.k.a. the pedophile manga. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, our guests refused to finish reading it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We were not expecting how gross it got. It's by the artist of Death Note, who could have made literally anything he wanted, but instead he wanted to draw biologically accurate breast development of teenage girls. Yes. Whoa, what? He says that. Yes. He says, I track their aging in real time to develop their breast size. Oh. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, that sounds like like in comics, we had Power Girl where her boobs just kept getting bigger and bigger until people assumed it, but she started at age 30. Yeah. So. <laughs> this girl was like 14. That was like kind of a joke, right? Like that was the the artist was like, I'm just going to do this till people notice. Yeah, exactly. And, and they did. <laughs> they kept doing it until someone noticed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this started at the same time as My Hero Academia and Mitsubuki Condor. I haven't heard of the second one, but I'd have to explain My Hero Academia to you. Come on. What is that one about? It's X-Men. All right. <laughs> And this ran for 16 chapters, uh, two volumes. But enough about that. Let's get into the fucking plot summary. Hell yeah. It's 1800s Japan during that civil war that you have seen in anime. Jinro and Gin Akatsuki are two kids that like killing samurai. Jinro has two swords and Gin has one long sword like Sephiroth. They both have cool tattoos over their eyes that signify them as criminals. Gin drags Jinro to Kyoto to try out for the Sengumi, who you've seen in roughly 10% of all anime. Jinro doesn't really give a shit about it until Gin runs out and finds him, saying that tryouts were canceled because some guy killed two Shinsengumi, stole something, and ran away. The two run into the guy in question and they fight, but Gin is killed. Before he dies, he gives Jinro his sword, which got broken in the fight, and Jinro manages to cut off the bad guy's hands. But, oh no, they magically regenerate using the power of the newt. Turn me into a newt, ha ha ha. <laughs> but he got better. <laughs> he got better. And he fatally stabs Jinro. Just then, Hijikato Toshizo, vice commander of the Shinsengumi and a real historical figure shows up and, again, just like real life, uses his magic wolf powers to kill the newt guy. He then uses a magic sword called the Jujin to bring Jinro back from the brink of death and give him magic powers too. Popcorn David. The next day, Jinro wakes up in the Shinsegumi compound and wants to try out for them, so he's tasked with getting one hit on a guy named Okita. He does, but apparently it didn't count because Okita knocks him out and he wakes up to discover no one passed the tryouts. Was I crazy about that? Like, he literally said, if you get one hit in, and then he got a hit in, and it was like, nah, you didn't pass. Yeah, it was <laughs> bullshit. I do applaud them for their <laughs> exam mark being four pages. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thankfully, though, a criminal shows up chased by Okuda and takes the girl hostage, but Jinro helps bring him down. Okuda tells him that if he wants to get stronger, he should cut firewood a thousand times. Seven days later, the Shinsengumi discover that a huge swath of the, a huge swath of the forest has been cut down by Jinro, whose new wolf powers enable him to stay out for seven days straight, and he's caused Whoa. unspeakable environmental damage to that forest. Next time it rains, they're real fucked. His new powers give him the ability of um, a lot of monster energy, basically. Oh, God, like that would have been a good cover art. <laughs> he fights Okide again. To a draw, so is accepted into the Shinsegumi. His first mission is to invade a brothel and capture an important member of the rebellious Choshu faction. But when he gets there, they discover an evil guy with the magic beast powers of a cassowar named Yoshida, which I guess is a bird I never heard of. Um, I don't know. Have you two ever heard of that bird before? Yes, but I'm not familiar with what it was. Bro, why didn't they just say ostrich? I wanted to know why we chose a newt and a bird as our first two like villains. Like, why are they scary? They're not. Right? Oh, God. And the guy's name is Yoshida Toshimaru, who has killed, I guess, or e eaten three of the women. They fight, and Jinro is able to team up with Okita to bring him down. Jinro then meets Tensunosuke, who becomes Tetsunosuke. his... Tensunosuke. 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 Tetsunosuke. Tetsunosuke. Yeah. Who becomes his sensei, his sensei slash rival slash friend and probably lover in some fan fiction. Yeah. And they go on their next mission to capture Choshu, protected by Hitikori Izu, who, say it with me, also existed and had magic snake powers, just like in real life. Yeah. Popcorn. Ben. Oh, okay. Uh, Tetsu. Tetsunosuke. Tetsunosuke has the ability to lower his body temperature, which seems extremely situational, but he uses it to somehow sneak past everyone, and the two manage to defeat Izo. Like, did they have, like, heat-sensing radar back then? Like, why was that significant? It was like... What you don't know is that the cassowaries actually can only see things by heat. Oh, it's true. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not true. So you wouldn't have known it anyway. Uh, <laughs> mother, motherfucker. They learn the Choshu have the red Jujin, which is supposed to be extra special and are planning on burning the whole city down. The Shinagume, Shinagume? Sh Shinsengumi. Shinsengumi. Close enough. Then assault a compound where they fight a bunch of dudes before encountering Sakamoto, who's like the big bad behind it all. He stabs a guy with the red Jujin and reveals that it is the power of the black rat. Again, super intimidating, right? Yes. <laughs> Which will cause him to explode and spread the black leg. What the fuck? <laughs> Sakimoto then leads them to a tower where various Shinzagume members pair off to fight various other fictionalized historical figures before Jinro and Captain Hijikata square off against Sakamoto, who has the beast power of every beast. Every single one. Everyone. He is the true beast mode. Yeah. They defeat him and burn the black rat dude to death and they win. Although Sakamoto says that he'll get them next time gadget <laughs> okay dr claw <laughs> all i remember about that is someone had a dragon power which means i got a point on the chibi guessing score it's true you did you did uh oh man all right let's let's get through these characters real quick so uh benny would you mind telling us about the main character uh, okay, sure. He's every shonen protagonist in existence. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like I was reading through this, and this is this is what I was confused by because when I first read your invitation to this, I thought it was the golden, like the the hidden gems that got canceled. Oh no no so no! no. I'm we don't do that. Sometimes that happens. It's very rare. It's happened like six times. Yeah, over like three plus years. So I'm reading through this. I'm trying to find things that are positive about it to put in my notes, and I'm like, oh my god, that's why. 
why I listened more to the episode. And I'm like, oh no, they're picking bad one. Yeah. Because reading this in that character, I was thinking in my head, he's just the amalgamation of every shonen character to ever exist. That's who he is. So Benny, here's the thing. We don't pick bad ones. We picked canceled ones. And 90% of the time, if it got canceled, it's because it was bad. Right. So it's just incidental that it sucks. <laughs> I think we read three things last year we would honestly say were considered worth reading. Yeah, this is not one of them. I feel like when it comes to the series of the creator of Black Clover, it's like, God, you got you got to turn the shonenness down just a little bit. Yeah, it was. It's literally everything. Like you, your notes on him in here is two swords, hot headed protagonist, and wolf powers. That's that's, that, that's it. Yeah, I don't even remember him talking that much, other than he was yelling at everyone when they would tell him what to do. Yeah, I, I was really annoyed when he got wolf powers because we already saw a dude with wolf powers. Yeah, that was so weird. It's like, that's so lame, dude. Like, everyone else has different powers. Why that? Well, I think that's one of the problems, though, because it feels like he planned this to be like a thousand chapter manga because he's yeah. like, well, I got to start small. We got to do a newt, rat, bird no one's heard of, you know, like, and then the wolf. And that, the wolf's the only cool power that came out until we hit the finale. Well, then someone, the, the one that came, I had a tiger or a snow leopard, and that's that's a decent. But he was another protagonist. He could lower his temperature. <laughs> Just thinking that scene from the office, it's like, I can lower and raise my body temperature at will. <laughs> Why would you lower it so I can raise it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the next uh, the, the next guy. I'll talk about Okita. He's kind but badass. He leads an elite squad. I don't remember any real personality traits. His face looked like it. Like, it confused me at first. It was like, is this grown up? From Bleach. From Bleach, yeah. <laughs> Not from One Piece. No, no. <laughs> but he looked like, he just, just like, he looked, the face just looked like him. And I was like, oh, did he, are we just aging up now? What's happened? I'm talking <laughs> about the friend character at the beginning. Like, I was like, hey, no tattoo anymore. Cool. Got it. <laughs> so he, he he's like your happy-go-lucky fighting guy, I guess, who's just like unflappable, I guess. And like. Breaks the rules. Breaks the rules. He's super cool. I forget what power he has, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. A lot of these characters are just kind of like, whatever. They're all generic shonen characters. Okita was also a real guy. Did not look like this. <laughs> Would you be shocked? Next, you're going to tell me you didn't have animal powers. <laughs> no, that's true, actually. Oh, it's well documented, right? Yeah. Let me tell you about Abraham Lincoln's. It's the same history school as Dynasty Ward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if you run along with that, why don't you tell us about the main character's best friend? Well, his second best friend, David. You're right. Well, Darwin's dead, so he's not his best friend anymore. The other one is dead, so by default. Ichimura Tetsunosuke, as soon as he shows up, the narrator's like, and little did he know that he was about to be his best friend. <laughs> and apparently that happened after the manga ended because he was not his best friend in the manga. They were like borderline ready to fight at all times. <laughs> yeah, it kind of got going. They were kind of rivals in that they were doing something in the bathhouse. That's not what I wanted from a beach scene. <laughs> I, I did not know what they were doing there. Like, were they trying to just stay in the hot, stay in the hot water super long? I, yeah, for a hundred seconds, because no, no one stays in a hot spring for a minute and a half. Yeah, <laughs> only to have the giant guy come over and sit in the hot spring. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. But yeah, he uh, he's the snow leopard guy we were talking about. And David, you know, they can actually relate to each other because they both uh, suffered tragedy. <laughs> yeah. 
I always love when it's like, wow, you're a soldier too and you've suffered tragedy? Whoa! In the middle of a civil war? The way it played out just reminded me of how One Piece like throws tragedy in after meeting the characters. Because it's just the way it was handled where everyone had a tragic backstory, apparently. Everyone. Well, you don't become a pirate unless your life sucks, I guess. <laughs> that is true. Or a beast-wielding, samurai-killing student thing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of things that suck, <laughs> let's get into why it failed. So, so Benny, what comes to top of mind for you when you would draw some much-deserved much criticism about this series? I mean, I said it earlier, but it basically was, it feels like every Shonen adventure crammed into one, but only the parts that are supposed to make it popular. <laughs> I, I never got a vibe of any real character development on the main character. It always felt like that's coming later. Any of the side characters just kept getting thrown on. No real serious character development in any of them. Just overall, it just came across to me. It Honestly, I was first thought I was wa reading an early version of Demon Slayer because it was the same kind of concept. Because it was so mid? Well, yeah. Oof. <laughs> hey, Demon Slayer does well with the battle this did not <laughs> that's fair i see in your notes here you had the characters all looking similar i already have an issue with that when a manga any manga throws in a lot of cast members all at once because knowing how manga plays out half of those cast members aren't going to be around so for me when i'm reading it especially when i'm trying to read something more in a bit of a hurry as opposed to like really just engulfing myself in it uh, when they throw a whole bunch of cast members at it my brain just checks out and i just see who's going to survive later. yeah and this one did that especially when they were speed running to the end like so many characters i'm like who is this supposed to be who is that guy? What is going on here? Yeah, they just introduced a shitload of characters in that bath scene. Yeah, like the bath scene's like, here's a bunch of guys, and apparently they're evil. Oh, okay. It's kind of like, why is the cast of Veroni Kenshin here? Hide <laughs> <laughs> your little kids. Uh, because <laughs> the creator is a pedophile. Um, it's extremely generic. And yeah, you yeah. know, it's, they introduce these characters and like, I don't know, maybe the author was thinking, oh, you know, this guy from reading history books. You don't need me to explain it. And it's like, well, I do. Yeah, this is definitely a cultural transition where they just assume, you know, who these people are. But also, you, if you're going to have them as characters, you still have to develop them, dude. I'm just imagining a Western version of this where it's like the presidents and they because they don't have to explain, you know, who <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is. And there's like a Japanese version of this that's where they're like, no one explained who the fuck Thomas Jefferson was in this manga. I was so confused. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson with peace powers. <laughs> oh, God. You can turn into a tiger. <laughs> It's weird that they did that because I kind of got that vibe as well where I'm like, okay, we're kind of speed running through a lot of these characters. There's like no world building. There's no character development. And then I, I wrote down the chapter because it just blew me. Chapter four is like a double it exposition drop. They're just like, okay, we got to explain everything that we haven't explained. And it just dumps it all on you. I, th I, I didn't write exactly what they did, but I think it was like what plans are and then how the powers. And that was just the chapter. Again, it's like, all right, look, here, here's what this section of Japanese history is like. And then even the main character is like, whoa, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on any of that. I don't think that main character would have. He felt like Luffy, but like only a third of the intelligence. Because he was just, <laughs> just pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's also the series, nothing really happens besides boss fights, which I get is really exciting and kind of also how Demon Slayer works. But I'm like, God, are you guys going to do anything except for just be dropped in missions and then fight like the strongest dude? And that's the entire arc. That's true. I feel like Demon Slayer read this and went, oh, I can make it better. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did, I guess. Yeah. Um, this manga also commits, like, one of the most common sins where, like, it has the bad guy at the end, and he's, like, talking about how it's like, don't you want to live in, like, a system without, like, a caste system where, like, we're free and equal? And the author's like, wait, shit, that makes too much sense. Uh, uh, and then he's like, and now, by the way, I'm going to kill a ton of innocent people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of, like, the fights, you know, it's like, it seems like the only metric of power was who was faster. That was the only thing. So if you were faster <laughs> than your opponent, you were going to instantly win the fight. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's what they were doing. Where was the cheetah dude? They constantly said how power is all that matters. More power is important. If you have more power, you win. But you're right. Every fight was won by, well, who's faster? <laughs> yeah, which I guess if you get sliced by a sword, it doesn't really matter. Like, Except they all have regenerative abilities. Well, that's true. <laughs> remember like one of them gets impaled and it's like it's okay i'll regenerate but he had like he was like his animal had no regenerative abilities he, they just all have baseline super regeneration oh god you remember like the end the end part where it was like it was almost like one of the, like a bruce lee game of death thing where like they went up some random like uh pagoda building and just ran into like different bad guys on each floor yeah and then they were like hey we have this huge cast of characters and you don't know who any of them are hey random guy you take out this guy oh, i got it they go to the next one it's like oh i know a guy who can handle this how about you and they go to the next guy and they're like whoa you're gonna take him out yeah whoa i wasn't expecting you to take him out and the whole time reader you're like the fuck is this guy and then they kiss the fuck are <laughs> any of these people and then <laughs> ben here are there any issues that we haven't brought up yet that stand out to you uh what did i write over here uh no just i really feel like it was just every trope like i'm just reading a, a collection of tropes that was my biggest complaint with it it didn't go anywhere because it ended <laughs> I mean, yeah, one of the issues with it, with being so generic is sometimes it's not even there's not even much to talk about how it failed other than it's just like it sure is a thing that exists. Yeah. Yeah. There's no world building. Like, why are they going on these missions? And like, we just we got to stop the Choshu. Come on. Did you miss that page? I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how there's like this weird filler where they'll talk because they only do boss fights. So there's always like a cutscene where I saw in one of the chapters, <laughs> they talked with the dude for five pages about nothing and then finally battled him. Oh, God. Because the offer couldn't fit the fight into 15, into 19 pages. He really just wanted fights. That's all he wanted. Yeah. God. They had that one dude with like a lance who could spin it really fast and it would catch on fire. I they guess. even made a point. Like, what sword is that? Yeah, it's a European sword, I guess. That's what European swords look like. Just a minute, they call everything a sword. A guy takes out a bow. <laughs> what kind of sword is that? <laughs> Crazy sword. It's a sword that throws swords. Whoa. That's a good idea. Much like, why don't we talk about what this series did well? Okay. So, Jordan, what stood out to you as some positives? I mean, this manga was a pretty quick read. Like, we've read manga, Benny, that have been about this length, but have just felt like 40 fucking chapters. I will agree with you. I got to chapter 13 and I'm like, they're just going to fight to the ending. And I just started kind of like quickly skimming. I didn't feel like I missed anything. No, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's nice. Uh, nothing really mattered. But at the same time, I felt like the manga didn't waste my time, sort of. It knew what it was the whole time. It knew what it was and then had nothing else. I will give a props. There wasn't an insanely large amount of exposition, but maybe part of that was it was leaning on the fact that we knew the setting. 
But yeah. like I said, all the exposition was in chapter four, and that was it. Yeah. This is all you need. We're gonna go fight shit now. You know, that he's like, Yeah, we don't have to figure out who this main character is. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, this is the positive section. Um <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting to bring up the Black fucking Plague. Also, like, didn't the Black Plague, like, come from China, kind of? Like, I actually researched it, and they said they're not 100%, there's not 100% consensus of where the origin point of the disease is. But didn't it also affect China? Like, I think it influenced, like, Turkey around that area. I don't know if it made it to Asia. My point is, I feel like they should know about the Black Plague, because they were all like, what the fuck's the Black Plague? And he's like, I'm a rat, fear me! <laughs> the Black Plague was during isolation in Japan, right? That That's fair. You know what, listener? I'm not a Japan historian. I don't know. Anyway, I did, I did kind of think it was pretty cool that they were just like, yeah, it's the Black Plague. And they were like, yeah, that sucks. Let's stop it. And then the guy, the guy just turned into a giant inflatable rat. <laughs> You are right, though. They do think it or originated around China. So good point. Yeah. I will say, by the way, speaking of death, I think it was really cool how they gave the snake guy a giant sword, but they kept making it kind of have like the silhouette of a, a scythe. Yeah. If you notice how there's a lot of usage of tonage in the way he swings it. So, I mean, the visual imagery when the author really cares looks really cool. There's a lot of really gruesome art that is pretty intense for Shonen Jump. But like besides the characters looking really similar, the art is actually pretty solid. Did I make this up? Did they do the thing in this manga where they're like, his arm has a billion joints in it? I don't think they did that. I think it was just a sword was super long. Yeah, long weaponry and then a broken sword and two swords. Ah. And then, Benny, were there any positives that you feel we haven't touched on yet? Uh, no. No, I think you guys got, you got them. It's good. I do think also another scene I like is actually the bathhouse scene was kind of cool where we think like all of these bad guys are showing up and they're like, oh, no, we're the good guys. And I get it's pretty shit that he had to have that scene. But I do think that he at least introduced the entire (laughs) cast in a fun way by making the guy think, oh, shit, we got to square up and be like, oh, no, we're on your side. We just look evil. I also liked the uh, Wikipedia rabbit holes that this manga sent me down. That was fun. (laughs) Jordan's going to make an eight hour video essay about his research on this. About the Shinsengumi. Yeah. Also, the exam arc was short, so points. Yeah. When we got to that, that's when I was like, this really is just Demon Slayer. And it, to the point where I Googled, when did Demon Slayer start? I was right? like, Me too. after or before this? <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive, right? Yeah. This is not the first time we've read a manga where it plagiarized the series that came out after it. <laughs> which, which makes me be like, oh, man, I thought Demon Slayer was cooler. No. What? You thought Demon Slayer was original? Well, yeah, I mean, demons and swords. Yeah. (laughs) And a demon girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You know, when you say when I say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing one of those bamboozles, Jordan. Whoa. (laughs) It is weird how I'll encounter series that seem to plagiarize, but they came out first. It's like we read a series, Black Torch, which is about a guy who has a pet demon buddy who gets fatally wounded and the demon becomes his heart. And that came out like two years before Chainsaw Man. But did it have chainsaws? Uh, no, it didn't. Oh, no. Then Chainsaw Man's original. <laughs> it does have an author who spent 10,000 hours mastering how to draw women's asses. Where is that master class and how do I get into that? Like, literally, <laughs> if you read it, he just forces an ass shot. But we're like, we're not even mad. This dude knows how to draw women's asses. That was Black Torch? Yeah, writing it okay. down, <laughs> writing it down. If you want to see some of the most beautifully drawn women's asses. Check that out or check out Hunter's Guild Red Hood. Yeah, that's uh, if you like them (laughs) thick. But I also like talking about where it could have gone. So let's dive into that. 
Ah, uh, you know, it's a good sign when we just start talking about other manga in the pot in the <laughs> yeah. episode. That's a good sign for the quality there's not, of Jordan, the manga. There's not a lot of meat on these bones, but, 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 really Benny, is Benny, but Benny, how would you have revised this series? Uh, well, I would have immediately completely changed that main character around, make him stand out a little bit more. And I think that, which we still could have easily done. You start the series out, as you put it on, in was it all gas? Yeah. You know, just all gas. You come out, you show the boss fights. I would not have started with a newt uh uh rat a newt and you know the bird like the snake was cool and the wolf were cool i would have come out of the gate with some crazy animals like so that we could have gone into bigger animals like what if you started going into more mythical animals like really just diving into the whole thing I really thought that was the end game was I, I mean, I have to respect multiple animals also make sense, but I really thought like a phoenix dude was going to show up or something. Yeah, that's where I thought we were going with this when he started with the nukes. I'm like, OK, well, we got we got to get huge. Like we're going to start super low and go crazy. So I really feel like the characters need a lot more development. I think that would have been a great direction to take it. Really focus on that instead of focusing on just having boss fights every other chapter, which is where we boiled down to and more animals like really the animal concept. I don't think was terrible. I really just think it was really underutilized. Yeah. No, I, I felt like it was like, like it should have been flashier. It yeah. should have been like bigger. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm still not 100% sure what like the captain's wolf power does. I'm not really sure how the wolf power helps the main character that much. <laughs> yeah. He can chop wood. I'm not really sure how the snow leopard power helps that guy. It did a bad job of explaining what the point of the powers were. Yeah. Yeah, I also think the first chapter alludes that he's like a beast person who turns into a human, which I think would have been a really cool direction where this like just has like these beast animals and like they are able to survive by hiding and working for the Japanese government. So that would have been cool where it's like these beast samurai hiding, fighting other beast monsters to like keep the public like, you know, like hiding it from the public and shit like that. I wanted to ask about that because it does. It shows him with claws and the buddy Jin, or, uh, you know, he's showing up and he's helping him get through it and all that stuff. And then none of that comes back. He just gets a wolf power. Yeah, it just only is in the first chapter. Like the guy's like, oh, you're a monster. Well, we got to hide you. Hey, that's it. Oh, you know, this is where it could have gone. But I'm just remembering things about this manga the more we talk about it. I remember I got really annoyed when like I think Okita is talking to uh, Jiro and Jiro's like, I've been in a ton of fights. And he's like, you've never been in a fight with somebody who's strong stronger than you and it's like dude this little kid has killed like a ton of adult samurai like <laughs> how are the like it's like you've never been in a fight of life and death and i'm like yes he has what are you talking about constantly isn't that how the series opens he's in a fight of life and death and that's how his buddy dies yeah yes <laughs> and he very much handles himself during the newt fight they kill so many people they have killed so many fucking samurai before they ever get into town. I don't know why they did it. It seemed like for fun. Yeah, this series completely pretends its first chapter is not canon to the rest of the series. Maybe the first chapter came out. The first chapter came out and then he's like, oh, I should do something else. And then went that way. Because we, we've seen series drastically revised based on their pilot, but they make a new pilot. This just ditched a bunch of continuity from the first chapter and kept going. It set up some Chekhov's guns and then just threw the guns away. <laughs> I also want to say though that I think the bathhouse scene would have been cool if they were actually the bad guys and that was like neutral territory and you see the protagonists actually interacting with the bad guys in like a way where they can only talk, which would have been really great because the only way people interact in the series is fighting. Oh my god, David, you mean tension? Yeah. Tension in this fucking manga? You want the dude from Dragon Ball Z to show up? 
Oh my God, David. <laughs> Fucking Price. That reminds me, near like the very end, the bad guy Sakamoto shows up and he starts talking to Hijikata like about how like they have this history and they never tell us what the history is. They were in love. Like, I don't know how they know each other. Why do I care about this? We ran out of pages. <laughs> they definitely did. <laughs> Those last two chapters just felt like we just sped run to the ending. Yeah. All right. Well, if we didn't explain it, we never will. There we go. Let's get out. Would you believe that this is very common in the manga that we cover, Benny? I'm seeing that trend now. Like, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like three chapters from the end, they learn, ah, shit, I'm getting canceled. Fuck. Fuck. I got to hurry this shit up so I at least have an ending. Well, at least they end it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Unlike some manga, Demon's Plan. Yeah, I also have one last point. I think it actually would have been cool if they'd only used Japan animals, at least at the start. And then you really could have had some like cool deep cut references to animals because they talk about wolves are extinct. But then the fucking gorilla shows up, you know, so it's like they clearly aren't really caring about how these animals interact with Japanese culture. Right. Uh, yeah. I just looked up the cassowary because maybe that's a Japanese animal. No, it's not. It's from New Guinea and Australia. So I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I do. Let's just get into miscellaneous thoughts where we've been wanting to hang out for quite a while during this recording. Yeah. Did you notice they show a lot of people having five toes, despite most of these animals having like dew claws and stuff? I just thought it was so weird to see a fully articulated foot that has the same like proportions as a human foot. I did, I did not, not notice. notice that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times where they show five toed animal feet. So when you go on tangents, how often do you go into feet tangents? I mean, keep in mind, as a manga, like, as a drawing, that meant that this guy spent, like, a long time just on the feet, lovingly crafting those feet. Yep. <laughs> it's like his nemesis, the Black Torch guy with the asses. Yeah. A thousand hours on feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Does anyone have any other miscellaneous thoughts, or should I read all the wonderful notes Maxi B has provided us? I think I mentioned it earlier, when you look up these uh, historical figures, you have uh, some pictures of them, and they look absolutely nothing like the like the drawings in this manga. Not even remotely. Like, you couldn't even look at them and be like, ah, I see why they emphasize this. No! <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And, and actually, speaking on that, Max B has provided us some insights. So it turns out that apparently the author's sister handled the calligraphy for the series. She's an accomplished manga cut in her own right and has worked in assistance to Princess Jellyfish's author. But she always has time to help her brother. She helped on this and also on Zipman. That's nice. And um, a brief guide on the two notable black ships of Japanese history. First is Portuguese ships, literally black from their pitch coating, which came in 1543, bringing almost 100 years of trade before an insidious infection of Christianity drove. Japan into self-isolation. It's more complicated than that, but... Uh, those, those are all Maxi B's words, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is Maxi B a B? Yeah. They turn into a B. They're also a manga historian. Oh, that's true, actually. <laughs> Second are the ships. Not black this time, but spewed black clouds of smoke that Americans arrived in 1853 to forcibly break Japan out of its hundreds of years of isolation. Could the impact of Commodore Matthew Perry <laughs> Matthew Perry's fleet be any more notable? <laughs> anyway, those are the ones that Yokomono references. Ah, I see. That, that definitely worked out really well for America, like, 80 years later. <laughs> Eventually, I think it did, but I mean... Yeah, Japan is like, actually, it's really Cold War. Japan was like really our only unambiguous ally in Asia for pretty much the majority of the Cold War. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know. Yamazaki's mask features a variation of the ever-present writing-based children's doodle. Long Japanese word you can read in Maxi Beast. Heno heno moheji. 
Sure. So named because the features are made out of hiragana characters that um, he, no, mo, and G. Through this version, breaks tradition by combining the final he and G to make a giant smirk. The final story- I have seen that drawing before. Now I know. Oh yeah, it's very popular. Yeah. The final storyline, from the capture and torture of Furutaka to the Shinsegumi attacking an inn and Chosu inside, is a direct reference to the, the Ikadaya incident, a historical event of some debate involving a good bit of bloodshed and a possible arson attempt. An interesting read for history buffs and Guy Fox types. One sec, opening that in a separate tab? Okay. The rabbit hole continues. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, they say it's quite a bold move to make Sakamoto the villain. Like, yes, he is an enemy of the Shinsegumi in that he hunted him a lot and were ultimately deemed responsible for his assassination. And Kondo Asami was executed as a result. But he dreamt of democracy, of removing the caste system and ending feudalism. And is largely romanticized as an absolute. So this is like literally turning Abraham Lincoln into a bad guy. That's what I was saying, though. It's like, yeah, you're so yes. So Maxi B agrees with you. It's like you do this all the time. I mean, you know, Magneto is the famous example where this guy shows up and he starts talking about oppression and he's making a lot of sense. And it's like, oh, shit, the reader's going to get on this guy's side. So then the guy's like, I'm going to kill a ton of innocent people now. Let me just murder a billion people. Oof, that's all I had for Miscellaneous Thoughts. Shall we get into Final Verdict? Yeah. So let's get started with some six-word summaries from the community, starting with Tucker. Stop introducing new characters. They're nothing burgers. Maxi B, Furry Shinsengumi, should <laughs> should have been fanfic fodder. Ah. Or Paladin. Didn't we already do Beast Children? <laughs> Benny, what's Beast Children about? Children who turn into beasts? Oracle. Wrong, rugby. <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Diego says, ah, oh, yes, finally, the beast children. Yep. Dude rocks, decent art, fun battles, boring story, or Gin should have been around longer. Probably. Grey Potter says, buried under a boatload of characters, or alternatively, history will not remember this well. Nope. Captain Clueless said, who let the flop out? Who? Lord Anubis said, insert furry joke number 69420 here. <laughs> they also said, Oda had high hopes for you. Portal Man, the the furry community denies your existence, and <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo is disappointed in you. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo is pretty cool, though. Yeah, Yojimbo is definitely the Japanese... Who who directed... Why can I never remember? Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, it's definitely the Akira Kurosawa that most sounds like a Beastie Boys album. Well, Usagi Yojimbo is a different thing, David. I know, but Yojimbo... That's true, we did watch Yojimbo. That's a good fucking movie. We did, we did. I just remember the really giant guy is still alive, and he's like 98 years old. <laughs> Hell yeah. Real said rewriting history so everyone is werewolves. <laughs> Spubby said Japan's don't romanticize police challenge. Impossible. Yeah. America fails that challenge too a lot, okay? Yeah. It's not just the Japanese problem. Spike says inside two wolves, B stars, and axe. <laughs> Watch, <laughs> Watchtower says take two takes too long for furry, zero hour to ten, and reject furry, embrace bowls of mayo. And finally, <laughs> T Wolfwood says zone devil fruits are more creative. So there we go. I was trying not to say the word zone devil fruit because I didn't want to take away from T Wolfwood. Nice. I don't even think of that. Yes, they are better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. And then uh, Benny, what was your six sword summary? Since I thought about it right now, every Shonen Jump manga ever, words. All at once. I, yeah, I, I needed a, another word. So. That's actually what Black Clover is. It's every Shonen Jump all at once. All right. We actually did an episode on it, and it is definitely the most manga of all time. But it's better than we thought it would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good manga, actually. And then, Jordan, what's yours? Well, this was definitely a manga. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. And then mine was, holy shit, 50 motherfucking wolves. Goddamn. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why were there two people with wolf powers? Why? And they they really did. Their attacks were. Oh my god! There was one moment where like uh, Jiro uses an attack and he's like ten wolves, and then the bad guy's like ten wolves, fifty wolves. <laughs> <laughs> god damn! Actually, that would have been cool if the main character's power was he wasn't a wolf, he was a werewolf. <laughs> I'm just because they had mythical animals. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey, that would have been. Something. I feel like where would have gone. We would have gone to mythical. Yeah, but they did. There was a dragon guy, but he got thrown into the ending, which is why I was like, "That's where we were going." <laughs> he did. <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, I think we all think this is a flop. Question is: Is this a certified flop? So uh, Benny, would you use the word "terrible" to describe this series? Not even hesitating. <laughs> Calling it a certified flop. What should someone check out instead of reading this? It can be anything, not just a manga, like anything. Watch Demon Slayer. <laughs> Brave choice. How about you, Jordan? So, Benny, here's the thing. We've read so much trash that... This is not a certified flop on our system. <laughs> there is so much worse, Benny. You don't know how deep the barrel goes here, all right? Okay. This is bottom of the barrel, but it is not through the bottom of the barrel. I can name at least probably 10 manga that are substantially worse than this. But, but isn't that like the theme of your show? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not, I'm not blaming you for not doing that. I'm just saying I have experience trash. Yeah. So this is just a flop for me. And I would suggest watching Yojimbo. Yeah, that's a good one. I also think this is a flop. I would say if you want, just read Black Clover if you want a better <laughs> version. Or actually read Dragon and Chameleon, which has nothing to do with people with animal powers, but it has a lot of really cool animal imagery. And it's very good and more people should be reading it. Okay. You know, you could do since they, they did some directional travel in this. It's probably Journey to the West. So just go watch Dragon Ball. No, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this actually ties in because the person who made Dragon Chameleon was also an assistant for Oda. Ooh. Are you familiar with Dragon and Chameleon, Benny? No. So it is by a, an author who created a series that flopped, and it is a set about a assistant in a famous mangaka who swapped bodies. Oh, that's the manga you were talking yeah. about. What? What? Did we cover the manga he did that? Yeah, flop? it was by the guy who made Amalgam of Distortion. Oh, okay. The sheer increase in quality is astounding. Look, when you write a manga or a piece of media about something that you're very familiar with and you know, sometimes it's better. I would say, honestly, the quality gap is bigger than Hungry Joker and Black Clover. Oh, wow. Unironically, Dragon Chameleon is one of the best things I'm reading right now. Oh, fuck yeah. So, yeah, if you guys, I definitely check. It's only like 12 chapters, so it's really easy to catch up. It's just very, very good. Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. But yeah, this series is mid. Not best or worst. Definitely not as good as Chainsaw. <laughs> so man. fucking mid. We have a joke where, like, if we say that this manga uh, is not a flop, by the way, we we then ask, uh, was this better or worse than Chainsaw Man? It's a joke that most people haven't heard because it's very rare that we don't read a flop on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, but let's get into wrap up. Benny, I want to say thank you so much for joining us, especially you are, I know, in recovery period from your time in Florida. Yes. Where can people find all of the wonderful things you do? The two biggest things that relate to what you guys do is Comic Story, and I do audio narrations of comic books and rant and rave about comic books and what's wrong with all of them. And then Manga Story, where I'm basically playing catch up on series I just kind of weirdly avoided, such as One Piece. I never read it until this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. How far are you in One Piece right now? Uh, I've gotten to chapter 830 in a year. Oh, nice. I love nice. it. I'm almost caught up and that's making me sad. But <laughs> That's the hardest part about catching up to One Piece. Yeah, exactly. I have so much of a journey. You right say now. you're almost caught up. You still have over 200 chapters. <laughs> he has over 300 chapters. Yeah, but I do like 30 to 40 in a week normally. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. 
So I'm almost caught up. <laughs> but I do manga story, which is basically just reactions to old manga and current stuff going on in the world of anime and manga. What's your favorite thing that like you've reacted to? Do not say One Piece. You can't say that. Channels basically become like a One Piece channel because of how much I have to. When you're trying to do weekly One Piece videos, there's a lot of One Piece on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a weird one that I found that I enjoyed that I picked up just on a whim is a Yakuza Reincarnation. Interesting. I've not heard of it. It's not in Shonen Jump. That's why you would never have heard of it. So, <laughs> but it's basically an old Yakuza guy dies and get isekai'd into a world, but in the body of a young princess who died at the exact same moment. Oh. But he has all the knowledge of being this old Yakuza guy, and he somehow gets magical powers at the same time. Oh, that sounds interesting. Sounds spicy. There's no, there's, there's a weird amount of not fan service in it. Like you would assume that it would just be all fan service. It's not. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can respect that. Oh my God. I can also respect you, Jordan. Thank you for all of your hard work on the show and being such a great co-host. Oh, thank you, David, so much for being a friend. <laughs> you know, I just want to note. I like that you guys have a note to thank each other. Just oh, uh, that used <laughs> yes. to be a problem, right, Jordan? <laughs> Not for me, but for Jordan. <laughs> it's all right. Dead silence. Jordan figured it out on his own, though, so I was very proud of him. <laughs> I want to say props to Merlyle for the awesome cover. Find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at animeoutofcontext.com, and I hope your move went well. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Tucker gave us so many pronunciation guides. I very much appreciate it. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast, Tumblr, Shonen Flop, our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. Podcast and come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Hang out with us and talk about any games or whatever else is on your mind. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. Get a ton of awesome perks. Jordan, what is the exclusive piece of content we are going to be dropping in February? Well, David, we're going to be reading Ichinose Family Sins. Oh, yeah, and we are joined by the wonderful Rem from Anime Context, or Anime Out of Context. Anime Context, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite podcast. You can even be sitting in listening to our recordings. Find it at patreon.com slash shonenflop, and I want to read off some of our wonderful patrons. Starting with our dolphin dads, we have Glornak, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. She just sent me a piece of cake I'm going to eat. No, she's not your fiance, David. My wonderful ex-fiance. She <laughs> sent me a piece of cake to eat to celebrate my first day of work. And Sean makes me so thirsty. I need to put him in my mouth and swallow to rehydrate. Oh, Jesus. You're, we're still doing that. Moving on down to the ravioli tier where you get weekly pictures of my little goblin dog. She ate her pizza toy. She was very upset. So we got her a bunch of new toys to make up for it. We have Chris, Eva, Karate Chopsticks, Lady T, our newest patron. Thank you so much. Matt, T, and Trevor Schechner. And moving on down to the king of the forest, we have 090Z, Bandit Stoof. That's my girlfriend. Chad Mason, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kirby Mont, Marty, Max Baker, Sarah Hydra, Sean, you, me, when are we going to make this happen? Wink, wink. <laughs> T. Wolfwood and Tommy Boy. Thank you all along with our Galactic Ball Federation officers and our Beast Children. Oh, boy. That's uh, that's all it for me, Jordan. Anything you want to toss in? Yeah, uh, check out Mission Ignition. We're actually going to record. We're actually at least planning to record the next episode this Saturday. Oh, I love it. Benny, have you ever heard of Vampires? That is V-A-N-P-I-R-E-S? No. Yeah, I'm not shocked. Not not surprised to hear you say <laughs> that. It is a show that I feel like only I watched in the 90s. And Gary Oldman's <laughs> in it. Well, now I got to look this up. I got to look this up. All right, let's get into the sign-offs. 
Thanks so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our full thoughts on Full Drive. This has been David. This has been Benny. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Yeah. All right. Bye.